Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. It's time for Minutes with Mute. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. We're joined alongside the one and only Scott Mutrin. Joins us. You know him from the Learfield BC Radio Network, uh, also former BC QB in the 90s. So lucky to have him on board. Uh, we'll get right to Scott first. Uh, but let me first let me tell you about the BC Football Granite Club. There's, listen, there's one more game this weekend. Chance to sign up, be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. You can join it next year as well. Nice warm tailgate, good scene, email updates throughout the week. It's a club you want to be a part of. That's bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and get more details. Okay, with that now, we welcome in Scott Mutrin. Uh, BC, a tough one. There's no way to spin this one. 26-23L to Florida State at home. Uh, at the half, it was 19-3. to but Scott, uh, BC did make a good comeback, but it was just a little too uh, too little too late for the Eagles. Yeah, and it was a rough first half for BC. They had a lot of trouble on both sides of the football, dealing with Florida State's speed and athleticism. Uh, defensively, Florida State put BC in a bind um, because they were just getting upfield in their on their pass rush, and BC was just unable to get the ball out. Phil Jakovic took a beating in that first half, which I think had some impact on him for the rest of the game. Um, their edge rushers, very talented. Jeremiah Johnson is a transfer from, from Georgia. Couldn't get on the field at Georgia. He was the best player on the field Saturday. He was unbelievable. Um, that tells you a lot about what Georgia has if he can't play there, right? Yes. Uh, and they did a good job of getting after the quarterback. And to BC's credit, the second half, they made some adjustments. Uh, ran the football a little more at Florida State and then hit some underneath passing routes and then hit a nice quick shot play to, to Zay Flowers for a nice long touchdown. And, and really, you know, the tough thing with Phil is that he is such a good thrower of the deep ball that BC really wants to focus on that and give him his opportunities because I think he's, you know, one of the best in the country and, and passes 20-plus down the field. But with that comes you have to hold protections for a long time. And with that pass rush versus Florida State, it was tough for, for BC to get those shots. But they made some adjustments in the second half and were able to capitalize on some Florida State uh, penalties and mistakes to get you know to get 20 unanswered and to have a chance to go at least tie the game in the last series. Um, I think Florida State offensively did kind of the same thing. They, they didn't run the ball nearly as much as I expected them to run it. Um, and then you know, would have played into their strength, but they actually tried to throw it a little more versus BC in space, quick routes. BC was, you know, with the lack of depth in the secondary and a lot of young guys that are playing, um, there's a lot of cushion and it really allowed Florida State to just get the ball in, in space and try to make BC miss one-on-one, and they struggled with that in the first half. Made some good adjustments in the second half and were able to, you know, to get, get some pressure and create some negative plays, but that was really tough part at the beginning, uh, the first half of them, BC not being able to kind of make plays and giving a little too much cushion to Florida State in the first half. And But, you know, to their credit, they do a great job defensively. You notice, like, you see a lot of teams that will go out in the first drive and move the ball or score versus BC, and then all of a sudden you find, as the game progresses, that they do a great job of 
you know, making in-game adjustments and seeing what teams want to do and try to take it away from them. So um, I think what they did in the second half was force um, Travis, the quarterback for Florida State, to go to his second read and keep him in the pocket and really make some plays, throwing the football down the field and not allowing him to use his feet. And that's kind of, um, they kind of contained that. And by doing that, it allowed them to, to be able to get some stops and get the, the ball back to the offense. And you're right. It was a great comeback. I, I, I just, my, I guess my question is, you know, you got a huge game at home. You're you're winning six and four. A chance to get eight wins in the regular season. Why do you come out so flat in the first half? And Coach Halfley met, uh, mentioned this in a post game press conference that he didn't really know. And I, I, do you have any idea, Scott? I mean, I mean, how can you lay an egg like that in the first half and come out with that effort? Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily just like the attitude of the players, but sometimes is you go into a game and you you when you're I, I'm not a coach, but as, as if I would be, I'm putting my coach's hat on right now. You go into the week and you design a game plan on both sides of the football, and you try to by based on watching tape of them and then watching tape of you, knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're you struggle with, and how teams are going to try to to beat you part of coaching you you look at your weaknesses know where um where you struggle and then see what teams are going to do and try how they attack you on both sides of the football and i think when you see this game is that you watch the team with Florida state that runs the football very successfully and, and would use a lot of play action um they only you know travis is only averaging i think 140 yards passing a game so bc goes in that game going we faced similar offenses like this for the last couple weeks, they're going to try to run the ball at us. Um, and we're going to have to be stout in the running game. So we're going to make some adjustments. We'll either bring some guys down into the box. We'll maybe play some man coverage. Um, we'll give them some different looks. Well, then Florida State comes out and tries, you know, BC kind of gives a couple blitzes in the first couple of plays, which were run design blitzes, and Florida State's throwing the ball to the perimeter. So all of a sudden you're like, okay, is this an anomaly or is this just what they did based on our blitz looks? And then they go a little more base without showing those blitz and Florida State continues to do what they're doing. So now all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is the game plan. This isn't an adjustment. Now we have to adjust to that. So sometimes within the game that takes some time to do it. So I don't necessarily know it's flat. It's just sometimes when you plan or prepare for something and they come out and do the opposite, you're almost on your heels a little bit, and you need to kind of find your find your sea legs, and then get back out there and start making the adjustments to what their new game plan is, which you you know didn't expect. And I think offensively, kind of similar. It's BC wanted to get out. Florida State has you know gives up a ton of yards passing. They don't play a ton of blitz, which BC saw a lot of blitz of in the couple. Uh, the last couple weeks, so they weren't going to bring a lot of pressure. They were going to play two high safeties, which was going to allow BC to kind of either run the ball effectively with seven guys in the box or be able to hit some plays in the passing game with some shot plays because Florida State had been susceptible to that. Well, they do that, but the problem is is that Florida State was getting out and getting upfield on their pass rush so vigorously that BC didn't have enough time to hit some of those plays, and there wasn't enough space created, so BC had to figure out what did they have to do to be successful offensively, and unfortunately still took you know, beating because of it until they made the adjustments, but they did, and in the second half were able to, to battle back and make it a game, but those are some of the things that, you know, when you look at as a coach, is you go in with the game plan, and when they come and do something completely opposite, well, you got to get back on track, see what they're doing, and identify if this is going to be the game plan, or is it just their adjustment? 
um, to, to certain looks that, that BC was giving them. So um, it, it's not easy. I wouldn't say flat, but it's when you expect something, you prepare all week for something and you get something different. It's tough to play with that confidence and speed because you're like, it's like going into a, a test without studying and expecting, <laughs> you know, you, you get that moment of panic where you see, you see these questions. You're like, I don't recognize any of these questions. <laughs> I prepared for these questions. And when you don't get them, it's, it can cause you to think a little bit and not play um, at a fast enough pace. Okay, so I always like to give your take as former QB, Jerkovic, 10 of 24, 148 yards, rush 59 yards as well. Uh, you, just your overall take uh, on him. You know, obviously two weeks ago, coming off five TD performance. Uh, how do you think he did this past Saturday? Um, I, I give him a lot of credit for this. He's tough. I mean, he took some really big hits early in the game. Um, I, I didn't think he was going to get up from a couple. Um, you know, a couple. He got hit a couple times when trying to slide. When he's running, he got sacked a couple good times where he took some big shots. You could see him slow to get up. He's a tough guy. Um, but that has an effect on quarterbacks. Like, if you're hit a lot, it's it's tough when you're standing back there to think you're not going to get hit, and then your mechanics start to fall. And you'll see if you go back and look at the tape. There's some throws Phil has in the second half. I'm sure he'd want back that he would have stepped into and delivered the football. I think he you know, he would have had some, some bigger plays. Um, but... That's, that's part of the, the reason why in football that you want to get hits on the quarterback so that you have those things happen. Uh, that's the whole point of getting there and getting pressure on the quarterback because it speeds everything up and it causes them to, to do that. Um, he had a nice long touchdown today for how he ran the ball effectively. Um, he was under siege a while, but I would say that he would look at that and be like, I need to, I need to be better. If, we're gonna, if BC's going to win, I need to make some of these plays that I did not make. Completion percentage was a lot lower. I think he only, like, you always know, say, 140 yards, which is, you know, not a ton. You know, he struggled in, in the first half um, throwing the football. But I, I think that he would he would look at that, and there, there were some moments, but there were some plays that he left on the field that he'd be disappointed with, and no one so I think he would, um, I think he would agree with that. And then how do you evaluate the BC defense performance? Obviously, 19 points in the first half, but they really did settle down nicely in the second half. Yeah, they go the second half and they give up the touchdown drive in the first first series and then really kind of buckle down. They um, created some negative plays. They had some penalties. Uh, they kind of they straightened some things out uh, and battled back and, and gave some great effort. I think the one thing you see about Tim Lugaboo's group and, and Jeff Halfley's group is that they're going to battle. You know, you're down a significant amount of guys in the secondary at this point. You're down at least four or five guys here. You're missing, you know, Sheeta Salah as well. So you've got a lot of guys that are playing um, that probably weren't expected to have a lot of reps, and young guys too. So it's good for them to get on the field, but in the end you would have hoped that it would have been more in a kind of secondary role instead of a primary role. And they've done a good job. They, they battle. They play hard. There's limitations, obviously. They do struggle to get to the quarterback. They did get a couple sacks this week, which is good to see. Um so it's just one of those things that they're, they're close and they're going to compete every week. And I think everyone looked at the defenses at the mark and a concern. And I think they've done a relatively good job. They give up a lot of yards, but look at what they do in the red zone. And points-wise, um, they've done pretty well. Even in ACC play, you can't really fault a lot of their effort and how they played. Uh, they you know, do give up some, point, you know, some points, but I mean, look at some of these games, whether it's, 
Louisville, Syracuse, uh, even Georgia Tech when they made a you know a nice turnover at the end, like Florida State's twenty six points. That's that's not bad in college football. Like that's actually, in the state of college football today, that's actually not bad. So I, I think that they've done they've done better. I think that they're they're only going to get better with all the guys that have played uh, going into next year because of the experience that they've got gathered. Okay, let's move on now. Wake Forest, tough loss, 48-27 to Clemson. So they've fallen down. Still in the top 25, though. Uh, what can we expect going in to Wake Forest? Big Saturday to close out the uh, regular season at home for BC. Yeah, it's going to be the, probably the first that uh, you're going to see. Uh, uh, just kind of a different different motif than what you've seen in the last five weeks. Uh, Wake Forest defense is not particularly strong. Um, their offense is explosive. They do run the read, the read option, which BC has seen a lot in the last couple games, but they do it more at a deliberate pace, and there's a really long mesh point, which no one really gets downfield, and they they really put the defense in a bind to make defenses choose what they want to do, and if they give, give them any sort of kind of opportunity, they're going to take advantage of it. So it's, they're a great offense. Uh, Hartman is, is a very good quarterback who's really good at distributing the football, running the football. He's the prototypical Wake Forest quarterback. Reminds me a lot of John Wolford that played there. Tough, greedy guy. Can make a lot of throws. Is more athletic than, than given credit for, probably. And a very difficult offense to stop. Defensively, they've given up a lot of points. I mean, for 48 to Clemson, 56 to Army. You have to think this game could be a four-hour marathon with all the points going back and forth. Um, and if it gets into a shootout, does BC have enough explosive plays to compete with, with Wake Forest? But hey, look at it this way. Wake Forest, if they win this game, is going to go play a pit for the ACC championship. And if you can go and ruin someone's season by doing that in the last game at home, man, that's a pretty exciting thing to do. Uh, so I think BC's going to relish that opportunity to play the spoiler, and hopefully they do it. And also, from and, BC uh, perspective, too, you can, you can improve your standing. Give a good effort on, on both sides of football. Yeah, no question. And you can improve your standing if you're a BC fan, too. You know, uh, seven wins is a lot better than six. Yeah. Um, all right, Scott, I got to ask you, Tim Hasselback was honored, uh, BC Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame. Any Tim Hasselback stories from your career? I know you guys paralleled a little bit as well. <laughs> Now, Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Back into the whole picture. 
um, his first year starting. And I'd say one of the biggest things you'd say about Tim is he brought a lot of athleticism uh, to the position. He's a very good athlete. Matt Matt was more of like a drop back passer that had some mobility, but Tim was a really good athlete and and was able to manage the position and, and do good things and then take that into the NFL for a nice career where he's done well for himself. So, uh, you know, he was great, great competition. He pushed me to be a better quarterback when he was in the room. I, I you know, it's, it's not tough when at that position, only one guy gets to play, but, uh, you know, Tim, Tim battled really, you know, got out there and, and became a two year starter made it to the hall of fame and did some good things and really kind of, brought along the Tom O'Brien era to a very successful run, and he was kind of the beginning part of that, so he deserves a lot of credit for that. Well, congratulations to him and the Hasback family as well. All right, Scott, before I let you go, man, got to hear about the the food, the eats at Chestnut Hill for the Florida State weekend. <laughs> yeah, we had some good eats. Went to the uh, Learfield uh, pregame, had some nice breakfast uh, provided uh, by Toma and everybody at Wegmans there, which was delicious. Uh, we had uh, Meg, some, um, I think it was like an uh, play, which was nice. It was a nice little, nice little breakfast touch. I like that. So uh, some, some bacon and some muffins. Got to see uh, some nice BC alums out there, which is always nice to see that at the tailgate. Um, you know, Jack, Jack Carthy, great guy. Got to spend some time with him pre, uh, pre-game. And uh had some good good moments to meet some some people that are excited to come to the game and see their families. Excuse me, bring their young ones to the games, which is, which is always nice. So we're going to end uh, this week uh, to end the regular season, same game time. So hopefully the weather will be just as nice. It was a beautiful day for football, actually warmer than I expected. Yeah, so, uh, it was. Then of course I got the obligatory halftime um, clam chowder with the with the hot sauce in the um, in the press box, which is a key. So just an absolute key for that. So uh, had uh, had some nice eats, which is nice to get a little breakfast and a little lunch taste into everything. So I it on both ends. I give you credit. I think if I had clam chowder hat, I'd be falling asleep in the, maybe in the second half a little bit on the sidelines. But you, you rallied through. <laughs> yeah, when you're standing there and it's a little brisk and you're moving around, you got the blood flowing. It's you're, you're pretty active. You're pretty active <laughs> in that. So it was like you're burning a lot of calories running up and down the stairs too. There you go. I've seen you in action. Yeah, in the press box, no yeah. doubt. All right, Scott. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us. Let's get let's get a W. Close out the season with Wake. Uh, sounds great, Michael. Looking forward to it, and uh, it'll be nice to get to seven wins and get get going towards the uh, to the bowl season. Awesome. Thanks so much, Scott. You bet, Mike. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm, based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.